This week on Dueling Review, we take a look at Ludocrats number one from Image Comics. The Ludocrat. The Ludicrous Aristocrat. A collision of the ornate fantasy of Dune and an M-rated asterisk and obelix. Baron Otto von Hades and Professor Hades Zero K are here, and they're going to save us all. Have a nice time. Oh boy. Oh boy, Matthew. <laughs> Ludocrats. The, the Ludocrats. Ludocrats. It's like that, uh, that joke that you're not supposed to tell anybody. Now, what do you call this thing? The Ludocrats. I think that's what the joke's exactly. going to have to be turned to uh, later on. I honestly on. think that's what that's the, the genesis of this series, just based on what we see in here and the first page. Uh, please, Matthew, explain the Ludocrats to me, please. Well, the first page of the Ludocrats is a 400-pound naked man with clearly visible genitalia doused in blood. And that's his so, formal attire. Right, that's fun. Um, basically, a Ludocrat is someone who is so aristocratic that they are ridiculous and they pride themselves on acting literally ludicrous so yes. and if, if you, you don't can't act be ludicrous you get thrown out yes and that's like a for you shame can barely kind of thing. be zany get out but yes uh and the ludocrats i'm not entirely sure where this takes place i'm gonna say pittsburgh ludocratville uh it's 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 interesting because we start with uh, our our primary character just nakedy naked yeah which is I and, guess, the, and then by the end of the issue he wants to get it on with a train lady well yes she's uh steam powered but she's gorgeous and you know her labia are steel plated yeah um oh yeah, by the way this, this is... is an episode you shouldn't be listening to with your kids if you hadn't oh, figured out that by now i don't think that's a naughty word is it i mean <laughs> but yes somebody is plural pearl clutching right now just let me tell you Oh, I'm sorry. Well, if it, you know, it helps. A lot of people have them. Um, but 51% this apparently. Issue, this issue is the story of a wedding. The Ludocrats are having a wedding and Baron Otto von Subertan is going to the wedding to make sure that the wedding is ludicrous enough. And in so doing, he's taking along his axes so that he can chop people's heads off. Uh, as he does with one of his fellows who is declared not ludicrous enough. But he promises he's ludicrous enough. But he's not. He's barely zany, Stephen. Mm. For he's, shame. He's perfidious. I know. Off with his head, meanwhile. I've had more ludicrous things emerge from my nostrils. And so uh, Otto beheads this man, and the wedding goes on as, as planned. And the bride ends up marrying someone who I'm pretty sure is Voldemort. Uh, and then uh, Gratina Gavelstein, the steam judge of New Prussia, shows up. And, of course, he's completely in love with her. Uh, her, I, I love the visual joke that her dress has a train. Yes, and it's a little, literal train. A, a literal train. And she even has a caboose at the end, yes. Yes, it's really awesome. And the the I think the best part of the issue is the sudden guest shot of Casanova from the series of the same name mm -hmm. where Casanova is like trying to sneak in as a Tyrannosaurus Rex wearing a G-string and he's like oh god it's a crossover um, it's really hard to explain to you what this book is I said that I thought that this was right up Rodrigo's alley I think it may actually be too self-consciously ridiculous for Rodrigo's alley hmm. I feel like it may be one of those things where Rodrigo's like, all right, settle down. But it's. Oh, so he's not ludicrous enough. 
No, I think that this, this, I mean, my expectation of this is this book is a lot of fun, but there are points where it feels like it's trying too hard. I don't know. So uh, I'm, I'm curious, uh, because after I was done reading this, I'm like, oh man, here comes a long conversation, because I did not find this book interesting at all. It was, it seemed like a page or two to set up and tell a gag, and then cut to another page or two to set up another gag, and then cut to another page or two to set up another gag. And I didn't think the gags were uh, funny, nor did I think that they were ludicrous. I mean, I suppose if it means just being out there to be out there, then maybe it succeeds. But I didn't, I don't know, I just, uh, I didn't, this is not a book for me. And I did not care for it at all. There are parts of it that I like, and I feel like there's a nugget of something here that could be brilliant because throughout the issue, Otto just rages against being boring. Right. And I think that we're going to come to a point where we, you know, it is discovered that, you know, they are trying too hard, that that's actually contextually part of their thing and that not being boring Somehow, I feel like that nugget of we must not be boring, no matter how stupid it makes us look, is going to be the engine of change. I mean, yeah, I saw I this can... with the Wickdiv yeah. from the same writer, where it starts as one thing and then it turns into something entirely different. Uh, Phonogram does the same thing. Phonogram starts out as uh, thinly veiled rock and roll criticism and then turns into this universe-spanning uh, weirdo navel-gazing bit where... You know, it's really about the writer and how the writer engages with his media. I feel like this first issue is designed to get your attention. It's going to get the attention of the people who are like, I'm wacky, too. Look how random. <laughs> I, I, I looked at this issue and said, oh, this is how they weed out the normies. Right. <laughs> uh, because here's the thing. I would agree with you on on what you had uh, said initially before you started talking about the other other comics about this feels like the start of something. The problem is they spent too much time showing how wacky we can be that by the time you got to the end, it almost felt like, really, this is this is your, your end hook? Because I'm not really hooked. Uh, it almost felt like there should have been a little bit more that let us really establish what we might be able to expect in the next issue or what... You know what the the big danger is besides just being thrown thrown out of uh, Ludocrataville. And uh, thrown out means literally being beheaded. I mean, he we saw the one guy. On we saw cattle. the one guy walking around with his head still attached after he was beheaded. Got his head chopped off. I know, but don't he was still walking him. around saying, "Oh, please, I promise, I can be crazy. Look, I don't have a head." Weird so magic, you know, is a weird thing. I guess. Uh, yeah, so I don't I don't know. It, 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 this is just not something that was up my alley. Maybe it will, like wine, get better with time. And maybe this is something that, uh, you know, from from the writer Karen Gillan and Jim Rosen, Rosenall, Rosen, Rosenell, Rosenell, Rosenell. I'm sorry, I'm mispronouncing your name. I'm sure. Uh, maybe this will get better with time, and it will come to a point at the end where you're like, aha. Now that I've read 12 issues, it finally makes sense. Um, right. I'm not sure at $3.99 I'm willing to wait 6 to 12 issues to get to the point. Mm. I kind of agree with you up to a point. I mean, definitely I like it more than you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I figured I you would. I, I was just like, oh, 
Number one, this I, is perfect for Rodrigo, and number two, Matthew's going to love this. I don't love it. I mean, there are parts of it that I enjoy, and there are mean there are moments in here that I think are interesting that are you know trying really hard to be an oh hell yeah kind of moment. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I feel like this is a tone setting issue. This is something that is designed to let you know exactly what this universe is about. This is designed to be like, okay, here's the the craziness, and we're going to start with a fully nude fat man. Which honestly, if I want to see that, I've got mirrors. Um, but, but do you have a full? But do you have blood that you can cover yourself in? If I do, it's none of your business. <laughs> like one time, my friend was like, "Okay, I need a pair of clown shoes and twelve gallons of blood." I'm like, "Okay, I'll get it." She's like, "You can get fake blood." I'm like, "Oh, you want fake blood?" But. I also feel like there is really there's a there's a a germ of something here that could be amazing. I feel like it is trying too hard, but I also feel like it's doing it in an intentional way. And we are supposed to kind of feel like is Otto trying too hard. And I really feel like the reason is going to be revealed that, yes, yes, he is. Otto and Hades both are trying too hard. Because of whatever weird political machinations ludocrats get involved in. And at some point, somebody's going to have to settle down and talk sense. And that's the point where everything's going to have to change. But I don't know. I really enjoy it. it up to a point. I like the art, I feel, more than I like the story. But I do enjoy the story. And I feel like the asides, which would normally be kind of, you know, okay, can we get to a point, are the best part. You know, when the Pope's minions show up and they all look like the fry guys from McDonald land. Yeah, yeah. That's a moment where I'm just like, okay. And then everybody gets into a big fight. That's neat. That's interesting. That's, oh, look, visually nuts. Oh, they pierced my steam vat. Stay clear. It's not water vapor. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I I think we know. I think we know. And that's why uh, Otto Von Hades is so excited about her. So... (laughs) Uh, the art is fine. I, I've seen this art before, and I can't remember where. It, it reminds me a lot of um, uh, some Scotty Young stuff. It also reminds me, for some reason, it feels like a cross between Scotty Young and uh, the guy uh, who did uh, Chew, for some reason. Yeah, I can see that. And I can't John, know. No. Yeah, and I don't remember where we've seen Tamara Bonvillain uh, before, or Villain, uh before. Uh, but I know I've seen her work somewhere, and this is super, super familiar. So... Uh, it, it is, uh, very different than maybe what you might be used to seeing, but it also was not, uh, too shocking or too out there as far as being, uh, off the mark as far as anatomy and stuff goes. Uh, it's, I think it's fine. you recognize Tamra from Rat Queens. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. 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 So the question that, uh, Mark Smith is asking in our discord uh, channel because Mark listens live eight o'clock PM Thursday nights. Uh, that's central time when we record this show for our patrons over on our discord server. You can find a link in the show notes, but he says in a long way to get there. I wonder if it's worth trying issue number two. I mean, if there's enough people who uh, vote for it and say, yes, we want you to read ludocrats number two, I'll certainly do it because we're here for you. But no, I was halfway through this issue and it's like I already checked out. I would say yes. 
But I also feel like my usual rule of if I'm not fully engaged by the end of issue two, I'm probably not going to pick up issue three. Mm, like mm-hmm. issue one, I can be very wishy-washy about and still be interested in a number two because a number two doubles the amount of material and you can have a huge change in what you actually get. Right. I mean, if you look at my response to the first issue of The Sandman was, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. But I love The Sandman as a whole. Yeah. I feel like the 75 issues are great. It's just not the best starting point for me. And I don't know. I guess, you know, I was very down on when Grant Morrison took over on Batman and then came around at the end and it's like, oh, no, this actually turned out pretty good. Uh, this I, I, I'm not sure that even when I get to the end, I'll be over the overly thrilled with it. So for me, this is a pass. If you like way over the top craziness, zaniness, if you like stuff that's absurd, if you like stuff that's ludicrous, then uh, I think maybe Ludocrats number one might be up your alley. I'd certainly go check it out. But if this is something that is not your cup of tea, uh, or if it doesn't sound like your cup of tea, I would say probably pass. This is definitely a book that wants to be incredibly wacky, crazy, over the top. It is designed to be pure absurdism. Yeah. Uh, to the point where at one point, for some reason, the background of several scenes is two octopuses fighting with syringes yes. and injecting each other with drugs yes. and getting progressively more and more stoned. And yes. I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I also don't know that I don't like it. So, I mean, I think for me, what it comes down to is I'm willing to see more of this, if only to see if the premise can stretch itself into a second issue mm-hmm. without making without becoming- angry. Without getting tired or becoming, uh, right. Not mechanical boring people have taken someone. I only just met this. This is an insult that cannot be born. That in and of itself is a hook that I, I might come back for, but just based on wanting to know, can they make this work? Can they take this concept and literally be this ridiculous successfully for six or 12 or however many issues. I think this is a mini series uh, to be honest. I'll definitely be back for two of a mini series. Then if it's a six, I definitely would do two. Even if it's like a 12 or a 24, I think I want to check out the second issue. It's a, it's a five, it's a five issue mini series. Oh heck yeah. I can do all five based on this. And the question is, could it go longer than that? And I don't know. I want to know. I do love the preface of this book. The frontispiece says, we tried to imagine a better world, but we failed. So instead (laughs) we did this. Yeah. That's right up my alley. That is my sense of humor, you know, and it's something that not everybody is going to be totally into. When I was in college, uh, when we would make shows, uh, we, I had a production company. My production company was big red M productions. And our motto was quality is one of many words we know. And people thought that was so awful and that I shouldn't use that on professional stuff. And I'm like, why not? I I don't see a problem with that. So if you look at that and go, oh, yeah, that's kind of funny. It's droll and waggish. This might be a book for you. If you think, my God, stop trying so hard. Have some dip. Yeah. Maybe I'd avoid it. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, I'm probably going to pass. But again, if everyone uh, votes and says, hey, yeah, we want you to review issue two, I'll be happy to review issue two. Um, but it's going to have to really do something in that second issue to make me change my mind so far. 
How did I we get here? How did we get here? How did we get here? It's all because how of you. How did I get here? And you may ask yourself, <laughs> yes. how did I find myself? This is not my, beautiful, is my wife? beautiful wife. Yes. Oh, man, love the talking heads. You may find yourself at the, the wheel of a large automobile. Yep. Uh, and the days go by anyway. We found our way, wound our way here. Found our way here. Thanks to you, our dear, 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 dear listeners who went over to patreon.com slash major spoilers and voted by following that link and looking at comics coming out next week, including from Boom Studios, Alienated number three, Go Go Power Rangers number 31, King of Nowhere number two, and uh, there's also a trade paperback of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers coming out next week from Boom Studios. Dark Horse Comics has a few comics next week, Blackwood Morning After number three of four, and Frankenstein Undone number two of five. DC Comics brings us Aquaman 59, Basketful of Heads number 7, the final issue there, Batman and the Outsiders number 12, Flash 754, Green Lantern season 2 number 3 of 12, Hawkman number 23, House of Whispers number 20, Joker Harley Criminal Insanity number 4 of 9, The Low Low Woods number 5, the penultimate issue there, uh, Suicide Squad number 5, Teen Titans 41, and Wonder Woman 755. Dynamite, who only had one comic out this week, has a bunch next week, including Chastity number three, Red Sonia number eleven, Red Sonia Vampire, or I'm sorry, Red Sonia Vampirilla, Betty and Veronica number ten, <laughs> and Vengeance of Vampirilla number seven. IDW Publishing next week has TMNT Urban Legends twenty three. Image Comics has uh, oh, there's a no, we're not going to review that one. Uh, Outer Darkness Chew number two <laughs> of three. Uh, Marvel Comics returns to print next week. With Amazing Spider-Man number 43, Avengers number 33, Marauders number 10, Star Wars Doctor Aphra number 1, Venom number 25. Venom 25, Matthew. It's got one, two, three, four, five, six different covers. All for $6. All for $6, Matthew. $5.99 for some Venom goodness. Yeah, I don't care. What would you rather read? Let me ask you this. What would you rather read? Would you rather read Venom or Carnage? Uh, given the choice of Venom and Carnage, I will actually read the graffiti on a bathroom wall. <laughs> but if you were forced that to say, about, let's just say the main state trooper is just. Let's just say that right. all of our listeners went out there and voted and they had their choice between Venom and Carnage. Which one would you hope that they would lean towards? Like this one says, my mother made me a whore, but underneath it says, if I supply the yarn, will she make one for me? That, I think, is brilliance uh, in bathroom graffiti. Um, you're, you're avoiding the question. I am avoiding the question because I don't want to read the Venom or the Carnage, but I think uh, But I choice, didn't want to read Ludocrats, but our audience picked it, and so I said, okay, I will read this. Well, you know what? If they say we have to read Venom, I'll read Venom, but I'll be very, very snippy about it. Oh, man, $6. I think Venom, I'd go with Venom simply okay. because there's more. I think there's more to do with Venom. Carnage is just like. Bleh, 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 bleh. Carnage is like, what if Ted Bundy was a superhero? And I don't need that. In all the rest category next week. <laughs> oh, Matthew. Uh, see, you say you never make me laugh. There you go. It's now recorded forever 
Put that down, folks. Of course, it's in an exclusive podcast that only oh, a no. portion of our listeners. No, no, hear. this is not an exclusive podcast. This is a podcast that goes out to everyone. Everyone gets to listen to this, including you. Uh, let's let's see. In all the rest category next week, we have Bird and Squirrel graphic novel hardcover. I love Bird and Squirrel, especially Cosmo, when they fight the people. Cosmo, the Mighty Martian number five. That's final issue there from Archie Comics. Goodbye, my Rose Garden graphic novel, Volume One. That's a mature reader's comic. Grim Fairy Tales number thirty-seven. Uh, let's see, the new Archie's trade paperback, Rogue Planet number one. I think somebody's already reviewed that one over at the Major Spoilers website. Rodrigo did this week on the Major Spoilers podcast. Rogue Planet, yes, he did. We also have Sherlock Scandal in Belgravia number five. That is the comic book, the English adaptation of the Japanese manga based on. The BBC television series, which in itself is based upon the series by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Nice. That's the path you have to get there to understand what Sherlock, Scandal in Belgravia number five, is all about. Uh, finally, we also have Yokai Girls graphic novel volume 10, also a mature reader's book. Which one are we going to do? That's up to you. Matthew, tell more. Yummy, yummy. Yummy, yummy. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, about the Patreon, yes, patreon.com forward slash major spoilers, where you can go for all of this major spoilers goodness that you love, plus more additional stuff. Uh, every week we record part of the major spoilers podcast, a pre show just for you, just for listeners. You have access, I think, right now to is it three separate critical hit podcasts? Oh, no, I mean, Depending. there are, there are, uh, you know, there's Shadow of the Demon Lord. Right. Uh, the one that just finished is Modern City Tales. That's a six-issue miniseries starring Jetstar yeah. and uh, Rumblebee. And then, yeah. of course, we have the pre-show. And then, of course, if you are a patron, you get Critical Hit a week early. Uh, commercial uh -huh. free. That's the big thing right there. Uh, and there's a whole lot There's a whole lot more going on over there. But most importantly, there's what we want you guys to do right now is head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers and vote in next week's um, voting extravaganzas, I guess we're going to call it. Vote topless. Vote vote again. Vote 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 again. Vote a Vote vote a vote Marshall Marshall says that he wants us to review He Man and the Masters of the Universe number six. Michael says Green Lantern season two number three. Baluie says Green Lantern season two number three. And Sean J Brown says the Terrifics number twenty seven. Those are just the early votes. As of this recording, the rest of you, you have until Sunday. So what are you waiting for? Get over there to patreon.com slash major spoilers and cast your vote. One quick question, though, Matthew, that people often ask us, hey, don't I have to be a paying member of the major spoilers Patreon to to uh, to cast my vote? How can I Why? this no. this normal person out there in the normal world? How can I have a voice in your beautiful, wonderful dueling review podcast? Well, let me tell you, straw person who doesn't exist, you don't have to be a major spoilers patron to participate in the dueling review voting. All you have to do is have a Patreon account. Literally, you can go, you can start one right now just so you can vote for the dueling review. And at that point, you'll be able to see all of the content that maybe you could go for, but you absolutely yeah. don't have to. All right. Thank you, everybody who does vote. And thank you to all of our patrons who keep this show going week after week, whether we're being ludicrous or whether we're just being timid uh, or tepid. Uh, we love each and every single one of you out there or torpid or, you know, vlorpal, 
whatever it may be. Uh, thank you, everyone, uh, for tuning in and listening. And thank you for sharing the show. And thank you for being here week after week with us, because we do enjoy talking. Uh, anyway, we'll be back next time when you will definitely hear Matthew say, In the hamburger? This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.